0: Hey Outlaws, welcome to episode number 24. As you can tell by today's title, we are going to be talking about journaling, but I hope you will know me pretty well by now. I don't do things in the normal way, so of course we're not going to be talking about journaling in the usual way. I'm going to be sharing with you kind of behind the scenes of my own journaling practice, which has become a daily practice. The reason why this is important though, is I used to be super resistant to journaling. I struggled with this concept for the first three years of my business. I have not been journaling since I was a teenager. I used to have a diary when I was a kid, but even then I wasn't consistent. Even then I was like, what should I write? I always felt like journaling was really hard because I had this pressure. I put this pressure on myself to write something incredibly epic. Like, as if this was going to turn into my memoir. And as you'll hear a few times in today's episode, no one's going to read it. So <laughs> it really doesn't need to be perfect or look a certain way. So today I'm going to be sharing with you nine practical journaling tips for resistant entrepreneurs. Because although I was resistant to journaling for a really long time, I've also started to understand why I was so resistant and it was kind of to do with my rebellious nature and also because I had been so ingrained that data and doing more and working harder was the way to be successful like many people have especially women we have been taught that that is the way we get ahead in the world and then I started my business and discovered that no one was going to pay me more money because I worked harder than somebody else. And that was really hard to understand. And at the same time, I was constantly being kind of bashed around the head with this concept of journaling. And I just became really resistant to it because it wasn't easy. It was really hard. And it felt like there were way more important things that I should probably be doing. Because at the end of the day, journaling doesn't make me money. But as you'll hear in today's episode, journaling, whilst it doesn't make me money, it indirectly supports my business. It indirectly helps me grow my business and reach towards my business goals. So I'm going to be Unpacking all of this with you today, I'm going to go through a bit of my journey, share with you behind the scenes of my practice, and I'm going to share with you these nine practical journaling tips because if you are resistant to journaling, but you have tried in the past or it's kind of that nagging feeling like, oh, there's a that journal that's collecting dust on my bookshelf, then there's something about this practice that is calling to you. And look, you take what you need from today's episode and you leave the rest because As I said, me bashing you over the head with what works for me is not going to get you any closer to your own practice. But my hope for today's episode is that if you do want to journal, if you have tried it and you wish it felt a little bit easier, maybe it's because of a few of these reasons. And I'm going to go through that with you today. So maybe grab a journal (laughs) and a pen, grab a drink, settle in for episode number 24. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks who want to grow a sustainable and impactful business on their own terms. We're here to meet you at the intersection of strategy, spirituality, and self inquiry so that we can create our own versions of success and grow businesses that serve our personal goals and creativity just as much as it serves our audiences. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business, one that allows you to lean into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, storyteller and outlaw mentor with a nose for the bullshit. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions, because overthinking is a feminist issue. The antidote, your intuition. So get ready as each week we have the messy, honest, and transparent conversations about entrepreneurship, the kind that's missing from the highlight reels of our social media feeds. We're uncovering the real stories behind what it takes to run a sustainable online business on your own terms, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Okay, Outlaws, so right now behind the scenes, I am currently working on the Outlaw journal. This journal, (laughs) I am super fucking excited to put this out into the world. I've been nervous, I have felt some resistance, I have been afraid, I have stalled myself many times, but I am also equally excited. It's also incredibly aligned with where I see my business going in the future. And one of the parts of this process has been trying to look at it from a practical approach. What do entrepreneurial outlaws or those looking to stretch and grow their outlaw wings really need from a journal? What do they want and need? And especially for those of us who have been really resistant to the process of journaling or haven't found their own journaling path yet, how can I support you? And as I'm Putting together the pages of the Outlaw Journal and sharing some of the behind the scenes on Instagram. I am just so giddy with excitement to finally have this put into the world. And it's going to be so incredible to eventually have that copy in my hand. So stay tuned because over the next few weeks, I will start to see that happen. And I am just really, really excited to introduce you to the Outlaw Journal, share with you why I've put this together and how it's gonna help support your business. So today I want to share with you those practical journaling tips because my journey into journaling was far from simple or easy. I was super resistant. I was presented one way of journaling. I was introduced to journaling when I first started my business. It was along the same vein as mindset work and self-awareness. And these concepts were actually pretty new to me back in 2015. These were not things I had really learned about or read about or focused on prior to starting my business. So in addition to learning how to build a business and all the language and lingo that came with that, I was also learning about the fact that my mindset needed to shift and how important it was for me to really approach my business with self-awareness. So as I dove into the entrepreneurial world, I started to learn more and more about, you know, ways to be more aware and ways in which you could manifest more in your life. And look, just straight, these things really did not flesh well. Like I found them really, really hard to comprehend because I had always been taught that to get ahead in life, especially as a woman, you had to work hard. You had to work harder than everybody else. You had to do more. You know, it was all about constantly working and and working longer hours and doing all this stuff. And so when I started my business, that was really very much the approach I took. I was like the hardest working person. But it didn't really work. It didn't get me any closer to reaching my goals. Things still felt really hard. And I discovered eventually that no one was going to pay me or pay me more money or hire me just because I worked harder. Like no one actually gives a shit how hard I work. Like it doesn't really matter. And at the same time I was being presented with all this mindset work. And as I Kind of navigated this, and I was in an echo chamber at the time with like business coaches. Um, As I navigated this journey, I was being presented this kind of very one way of approaching journaling and mindset work. And when I look back, I can now see that. I can see that it was very much focused on gratitude and being thankful. Look, I'm grateful as fuck. I'm super thankful for all I have. I'm not dismissing anyone who can sit down and write their gratitude list every day, that just wasn't my style. It just didn't work for me, but I didn't know anything else. And so I constantly got presented this one way and I was constantly just being told to try, like constantly being told that I just needed to do it. I just needed to get on with it. When I look back, I now realize that the coaches I was working with didn't really have any other way and they just wanted to present the way that worked for themselves which as you probably know about me that is not how I do things and it's also not it's not how I want other business owners to approach either their strategies or even their mindset work you know one way doesn't mean it's the only way or the right way for everyone now my journaling practice really started to find a happy place, right? It became more consistent. And I became more accustomed to writing every day in 2020. Maybe it was COVID. Maybe it was lockdown. I don't know. But it just started to become something I was drawn to. My journal in practice is now designed to help me sift through my emotions, emotions around my business, maybe my launch if something is You know, I'm feeling crunchy about something, or if something is feeling heavy or uncomfortable, maybe I'm trying to make decisions or I'm overthinking something. My journaling practice serves as a way for me to sift through all of that information that's in my head because. I have a very, very busy brain. I think as entrepreneurs, we often do when you're in your business all the time and it's all on you. Even if you have a team, you are the leader. You are the person who your team are turning to and you have a lot. I never really switch off. Now, I also don't, I don't hate that. I love my business. I love what I do. And so I'm okay with that. But sometimes I need a place to put it. (laughs) So my journaling practice has become that place. And one of the other things that came up for me in 2020, my business grew really quickly, which was absolutely incredible. But one of the things that I learned in 2020 was that with business growth comes really hard and heavy lessons. And with those lessons often come hard and heavy conversations that you have to have with other people, whether they are people on your team, whether they are people that you're collaborating with, and sometimes even clients. And any of you listening who have ever had to have a hard conversation with a team member, or even if you had to have a hard conversation, maybe when you were employed or are employed, and you've had to sit somebody down and be like, oh, we need to talk about something. You know, as, especially as an empath, how much those conversations weigh on us. They weigh on our heart. We maybe create these kind of scenarios in our head or we overthink things and every single hard conversation, and look, it it still surprises me how many I had to have in 2020, but every hard conversation I had, it started within my journal, just me, my myself, and I It was just me sitting down with my journal and saying, right, this is not working. What do I need to do? And it was all about just me sifting through that feeling. What's not working? Why is this feeling so hard? How do I navigate something I've not done before? Because until that point, I had not been in a kind of senior role or a leadership role for a long time. And I had not had to have conversations with other people. Now, honestly, I, the amount of conversations I had to have last year, really, I think it was a great kind of quick learning curve, right? It was a really steep learning curve for me to understand the importance of effective leadership, understand the importance of asking the right questions. Um, At the same time, Really helped me build out my journaling practice and understand that this was a really effective way for me to get clear on what I wanted to say and how I was going to approach things and also make sure that this was a conversation that needed to happen and it wasn't just me. So one of the other things that my journaling practice really helped me to do in 2020 was when I got sick at the end of 2020, I had COVID and I was forced to stop working. I was, I've never been so unwell and I had to completely stop doing things for a good week to 10 days. Um, And I had these big moments of realizations, like it was really profound to me how much I needed to stop at the same time, just being forced to completely stop made me realize so many things about my business, about the way I was approaching my business and how I was approaching my own self and self-care. Journaling slowed me down. It allowed me to house my thoughts, So as I was starting to recover and I was having these big feelings, like very emotional feelings about decisions I needed to make in my business, things I was kind of scared of, things that maybe were going to affect my income level, I allowed my journaling practice to let me work through those. You know, I could work through them privately. Yes, I would have conversations with my coach, but When you have a coach, you know that you only speak to them for a certain amount of time. And I had a lot to talk about and work through. And so what I would do is use my journaling practice to work through those thoughts, work through those emotions, look at what did I want my business to be for me? How did I want to work towards these goals? And then I could approach my conversations with my coach on things that, okay, this is what I need to do. And I really need to talk this out with someone. And it also helped me to decide what my first step was going to be and how I needed to approach that conversation. It really helped me get clear. And so When I needed to start hiring a team, for example, I would journal about leadership. I remember one night sitting here in my office and I was about to, I think the next day I was going to have a conversation with two potential um, hires. They were going to be my first hires and I knew this was a really big deal and I was so nervous. I knew that financially I could afford to do this and I needed to do this. I didn't have the time not to do it, but at the same time, I was really nervous And I remember just laying on my sofa, listening to podcasts about leadership. And I was, I was so convinced that I couldn't do it. And I just remember writing at the top of my journal, I am already a leader. And I wrote about the type of leader I wanted to be and the type of leader I knew I needed to be. And okay, I hope my team will attest that I am that kind of leader. And it really helped me to get clear on how did I want to build this business? What kind of team did I want to have in place? Yo, I have a really fucking incredible team. These people work their butts off. They are just just incredible collaborators and i have built a team where honesty is probably our number one value and just making sure that you know if something comes up we can discuss it openly and there's you know mistakes happen and shit comes up and shit happens like this is how i run my team because i'm like That's how I wasn't treated. And this was really, again, this came through in my journaling practice. Now, how was I not treated as an employee? How have I felt when I've worked with clients? And maybe I haven't been treated fairly, or maybe they've overreacted or reacted in a way where I'm like, okay, but mistakes happen. You know, this allowed me to get really clear on that. And it started right inside of my journal, right? All of these things started inside of my journal. The idea for the Outlaw Journal, this started right inside of my journal. It was an idea, a creative inspiration that I had and I knew I wanted to start to work on. Now, I'm not saying that the way I journal is necessarily the best way. I don't think it will suit everyone. And I actually think a lot of people, a lot of avid journalists, may say that I'm doing it wrong but I also know that the ways I tried prior to this didn't work so my journaling is mostly about my business like that's just the reality of it I don't really journal about my personal life or my health At the same time, I know that my business is a huge part of that. And I know that when I am feeling more aligned within my personal life and my business, things can flow really well. The same way back in uh, episode 23, we spoke to Ali, and she was talking about body and business alignment. So we spoke to her about that. And, you know, that's one of the pieces of my journaling practice that I've added in, looking at my cycle alignment, looking at how I'm feeling. I also make sure that I increase the amount I journal and give myself more time to journal when I'm in my menstrual phase. So, My journaling practice has evolved and it will continue to evolve just as I will, just as my business will. And that's okay. But I think what's really important for me is that When I first started trying to journal, when I was really resistant, it was because I felt like I was trying to be someone else. I felt like there was all this pressure on me, like I had to write something super epic, like I was going to write this thing that was eventually going to be published and it was going to be my memoir. And it's like, okay, maybe, but probably not as well. I'm just writing because I need to write. So now I don't journal to try and be a different person. Sorry. I don't journal because. I want to change how I am, I journal because I'm always in my head. I'm journal be- I journal because this gives me a place to direct my thoughts and my emotions rather than directing them at other people immediately. It allows me to get out of my head for a little while. It allows me to create some directionality within my business. It helps me to tap in to my inner wisdom and my intuition. And, you know, intuition is such an important part of, for me at least, for my business. And I think as outlaws, we need to learn how to tap into our intuition and our inner wisdom more often. Because as women outlaws, as entrepreneur outlaws who are also maybe identify as empaths, we need to understand that if a strategy has not been working for us, something that is causing us to overthink and second guess and our inner critic is really loud and it just feels really hard and heavy, our intuition, we have to come back to that because it's going to help us guide and end up in the right direction. Now, sometimes I even find myself discussing and like calling out my inner critic in my journal None of these things are completely eliminated. Just because I journal, it does not mean that I'm like sitting on my butt manifesting all this shit every single day. Just because I journal doesn't mean I don't have an inner critic. Just because I journal, it doesn't mean that I don't have these these low moments. But what I do is, in those low moments, I do turn to my journal. When I feel particularly emotional or uncomfortable, or my jaw is like super fucking clenched, I turn to my journal. I journal on those feelings, and. At the end of the day, as I said, like, who the fuck cares what you write in that journal? Because no one else is going to read it unless you ask them to. No one else is going to read it. So I want to share with you these nine practical tips because I think it's really important if you have been called to journaling, if you keep picking up a journal or if you, like, buy new journals, if you're, like, addicted to buying notebooks like I am, it's a real problem, um then you're probably being cool for some reason. But perhaps it's just that you haven't found the right way for you. And I don't know if this is the right way, but I'm going to share with you my tips. Because I think these tips will help you to identify what works for you. And that's always the most important thing. So the first thing is to really choose the purpose of your journaling, right? As I said, when I journal, I do it pretty much just for my business. I'm not journaling gratitude lists. That is a really common thing that we see people, you know, um, people share their gratitude lists or their, you know, these like three things they're thankful for each day. And that's great. If that works for you, absolutely do it. But it just for some reason doesn't work for me. And so I had to really get okay with the fact that I'm just going to journal about my business. Like that's, that's, that's what I'm going to do. And it may not be perfect, but that's how I do things. So I, one of the questions you could ask yourself, like, why do I keep trying? Why do I keep trying to journal? What is it that's pulling me back to journaling? What do I think I'm gonna get from it? And that might help you start to identify what the purpose of your journaling might be. And when you start to do this journaling practice, start small. You do not need to write a certain amount. There is no like criteria for how many words that you can write in your journaling practice. Maybe you just want to write a list, like a bullet point list of five things. Maybe you write a bullet point list of 50 things. Maybe you write one sentence. Like who cares, right? Who cares? Only you are reading this. This is not about doing it perfectly. This is about finding a journaling practice for you that is effective, that is going to help you start to see how journaling can help you tap into your intuition and your inner wisdom. The third tip make your own rules, right? Make your own rules. I know that there is this idea that all successful entrepreneurs follow a certain number of habits. Before this episode, like most episodes, I head over to Pinterest, type in a few kind of keywords that are relevant to the episode that I'm recording. What kind of bullshit comes up, right? What can I, what can I find that really chafes my butt that I want to talk about? Well, look, here's the thing. When I type in journaling, the only thing I see is like 55 habits of successful entrepreneurs. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right, great. Cool. But here's my here's my thoughts, here's my two cents. These successful entrepreneurs that we are usually referring to, they're the only ones they asked. Right? If we're handpicking 12 entrepreneurs, yeah. These are the successful habits of 12 entrepreneurs that you asked for your podcast or you asked for your book. This is not everyone. So, look, I get it that there are certain things that can make us more successful. Making my bed is not one of them. I know there are people who swear by that. I just don't really care. So, look, journal on your terms, right? Journal on your own terms, make your own rules. If you're not a morning person, then you do not need to journal in the morning. If you have children, right, if you have children like me who demand your attention the moment they wake up in the morning, absolutely, journaling at five o'clock in the morning is not going to be the best idea. If you want to sleep, if you are tired, yeah, I would probably choose that over journaling. I'm I'm just saying, like, journaling does not need to look a certain way. You get to make your own rules, okay? Okay. So that's what I have to say about that. Number four, use prompts. If you have been resistant to journaling, you might sit there and I I say this from experience and you're like, I don't know what to write, right? It's like, I, I don't know what to write. Is this supposed to be like, dear diary, today I kissed an outlaw or, you know, what am I supposed to write? And I realized that even now, all this time into it, I pretty much always use prompts. Now, I'm very much into kind of my spiritual work and by spiritual work, I'm talking about tarot readings, oracle cards. Those are things I often turn to in the mornings or because I happen to journal in the morning. These are often the things I turn to, to kind of get me started. Now that helps because I often have something on my mind or maybe I'm working on a project or, you know, for example, when I was feeling really like really resistant and finding that I was stalling on working on the Outlaw Journal. I used my oracle cards to kind of just help me clear out some of the blockages that were going on there. And then from there, I will often write about what comes up through those cards. I also absolutely love Ashley Looker's happy as fuck journal prompt deck. I will make sure all of these, I'll make sure some of my oracle, my favorite oracle cards are linked in the show notes. And I will also link to Ashley's happy as fuck journal prompt deck. This is just an incredible deck and I'm now realizing I cannot remember how many there are. I want to say 75, but anyway, you get like a whole deck of cards and every single card has a journaling prompt on it. They're great. I really recommend those. And I've also put together a few of my favorite outlaw journal prompts. So these are things that are focused on business specifically. So if you are an entrepreneur and you are looking to implement a journaling practice into your business, then I have created this series of journaling prompts to help you. And you can find these in the show notes or at melaninightscom forward slash prompts. And this PDF has a series of prompts that you can use to just get you started kind of uncovering what is and isn't working for you in your business. So number five Think about what it is you're struggling with. If you're sitting there and you're unsure what to write about, think about what it is you're struggling with right now. Business, personally, professionally, whatever. What are you overthinking? What are you undecided on? What's coming up in your business? What's working or not working, right? If there's something that you keep kind of coming up against and it's not working for you and you've not addressed it, maybe this is a really great place to start with your journaling. Like start addressing it because no one's reading it. If it's about a client, they're not going to see this. So you can write about this situation. You can talk it through with yourself. And look, I'm a big believer that you don't need to listen to me. You need to listen to your intuition. And so your intuition is going to tell you everything you need to know. So by starting this practice, it's going to help you to really get into your inner wisdom and start to identify what that sounds like for you. Number six... Do not worry if you get distracted, right? Don't worry if you get distracted. I get distracted from my journaling practice all the time. Right now, as I record this, we're in lockdown. I don't really get any privacy ever. And, you know, I have a seven-year-old. And so, therefore, my journaling practice often gets interrupted with Power Rangers or Lego, whatever it might be, or a demand of a snack. So, (laughs) it's okay if you get distracted. And sometimes my journaling practice takes me a whole day, (laughs) Like I'm just gonna be, and I don't mean I just I do nothing else. I mean that I will start and life happens. So I put it away and I come back to it. Sometimes it happens in like chunks. Here's the thing, or a series of installments, I should say. Um, but here's the thing. I don't get upset about this. I don't, you know, I give myself compassion and grace around it. And I'm just like, you know what, this is the way it was supposed to be today. And I accept the fact that, okay, today I needed to do this. And The thing that can sometimes happen is when you do journal in these installments, if that's kind of how it works for you or how it goes, maybe it's because something else comes up. Maybe it's because what you thought you needed to journal on, actually, like you didn't. Something else is actually more important, right? I just, I kind of see it as just a sign and a guidance. Okay, number seven, remember that you are doing this for you. You're doing this for you. You're not doing it for anyone else. You're not doing it for me. You're not doing it because someone else will think you look really cool journaling. You're not doing it for Instagram. It doesn't matter what you write. No one else is going to read it. I know I've said that a number of times, but I think it's really important because I think sometimes when we write or when we're thinking about what we're doing, we're thinking about, I know I felt this way, that when I was being coached by a business coach, And that business coach was so adamant about journaling and mindset work over everything else. And it was constantly, supposedly, the reason why my business wasn't growing. I'm still not sure that's the truth. Um, When I was constantly being told that, what happened was when I would sit and journal, when I would force myself to do it, I just spent the whole time thinking about her. I spent the whole time thinking about like, what would she think? How would this look? Like, and that's not the right place to be at all. So if we can get to this place where, okay, journaling is for me. This is just for me. And today, you know what? I want to write five things, five bullet points. Today, I just want to rant. Today, I want to write one sentence. Like whatever it is, it's okay. And you get to do it for you and you get to do it on your terms, right? number eight journaling tip number eight keep your journal somewhere that will actually remind you to pick it up and practice right don't put it like in a drawer somewhere where you're not going to see it especially when you first start right? Where do you sit? If you're going to do it in the morning, where do you sit and drink your morning coffee? Put the journal wherever it is that you sit and drink that morning coffee. If you're doing it at bedtime, put it on your bedside table. If you're going to do it before you start your work day at your desk, put it on your desk, right? And I say this from experience, this may sound like the simplest the simplest tip, but it's It's something I, t- I, I certainly disregard. I have a few different journals for different things, and one of them is like a day planner. And I realized yesterday that I haven't used it for for like two weeks. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, Well, firstly, I paid for it. So I want to use it. Secondly, it does help me to have this like clear um, list of things I'm going to be doing this week. So I said to myself, this needs to go on my desk. It needs to sit there on my desk where I will use it and remind me, hey, write down what you need to do today. Because I have a really bad habit of not writing down what I need to do that day and just trying to figure it out as I go. I don't recommend that. Okay, final practical journaling tip number nine. I don't know why I'm singing. Okay, final tip number nine is don't overcomplicate it. Don't overcomplicate it. Here's what I mean by this journaling practice does not need to be an entire vibe in itself. Right, journaling does not need to be this whole vibe. It can be, but it's not required for you to do it. What I mean by that is, you don't have to have the perfect corner. You don't have to have the perfect like candle lit setting. I know that's what we see. I know that sometimes you just got to get it done. Sometimes you're like, you know what? I'm not lighting a candle. I just need to do this because I really need to just sit down and write this out. That's fine. That is entirely okay. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be a vibe, right? Maybe sometimes your journaling is whilst you're eating your breakfast with your kids. And I say this from experience. And, you know, you know, there's some like crumbs going everywhere and you're, you know, also moving iPads or like moving Power Rangers and Legos or whatever it is. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not, it doesn't have to be a vibe. Will it be great if you could sit quietly for 30 minutes and like have this like, Amazing spiritual experience, cool, absolutely. But it's not always going to look like that. And the more we can start to let go of this perfection and this, this it has to look a certain way, the more we're going to be able to implement it. The more we can find our individual ways of working with this, the more we can start to find what works for us. We can be less resistant. We can actually get results from it. Ultimately, that's the point, right? Ultimately, the reason you're doing this is because you want to get some kind of result from it. So who the fuck cares what everyone else thinks? I don't, I often think this about when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I pick my phone up and it's not great. It's not ideal, but that's the decision I made in that moment. It doesn't have to be the same decision I make tomorrow, you know? So if you skip a day of journaling or it doesn't look the way you'd like it to look, okay, but tomorrow it can look different right? Tomorrow it can look different and we have to allow ourselves permission to understand that. So those are your nine practical journaling tips. We will make sure those are listed out in the show notes. And as I said, I will make sure that the prompts and Oracle decks that I use are listed over in the show notes. And I will remind you again, you can go and grab the Outlaw journal prompts as well from melaninights.com forward slash prompts, and this is a really good insight for you. Just so you'll know, this is a good little insight of what's coming in the outlaw journal because the outlaw journal, you'll it's not like any other journal, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be right, but um, the outlaw journal is it, it. it's it's got a piece of my heart in there, and these journaling prompts are really going to give you an idea of what you can expect from the journal. Um, we're not just talking about kind of how to sit and manifest more money. Like we are unpacking some of this shit that really stands in our way of growing our businesses. These like strategies and like phrases and just this bullshit that comes up. And this perpetual myths We are journaling on that stuff because that's the stuff that really makes a difference. And if you are resistant to journaling in a more spiritual way, then like, fuck, let's do it this way. Let's just approach it in a way of, here's the things that really are pissing me off today and I want to write about it because as I said, no one is reading it. And ultimately, when we write about these things, we're letting it go. We are putting it in a place where it's now safe. It doesn't have to take up space in our heads. And especially if you're an overthinker like me, that can be a real problem, right? We overthink and we get really, really in our heads about conversations, projects, hiring, money, like whatever it might be. That's, that's, a big part of business. And the opposite of overthinking, the antidote is intuitive thinking. So if we can implement a practice in our day that allows us to tap into that inner wisdom, to listen to our intuition, it's going to help us stretch and grow those outlaw wings. It's going to help us to really create those intuitive outlaw strategies in our businesses. And it's going to help us give ourselves permission to do them. And not be so afraid of what people might think because at the end of the day, what's the worst that's going to happen if we do things on our own terms? What's the worst that's going to happen if we actually listen to our heart and our passion, right? This, This is really where we're at in business right now. Like, you know, what we were doing wasn't working. And at the same time, we feel afraid to challenge that. This is that opportunity, this is that time to challenge what we see and to just do business on your own terms. Oh, Y'all, I really love my journaling practice. It has, it's been a long time getting here. <laughs> so it feels really interesting to record a whole episode on journaling. It feels really exciting to be creating a journal because this has got to look a different way. It doesn't have to all look the same. And yeah, it's been really, really hard to get to this point. So I hope that I can alleviate and maybe shorten that learning curve for some of you. So I would love to continue this conversation over on Instagram as always. You can come over to entrepreneurial underscore outlaws and come and continue this conversation. Come over and send me some messages around what does your journal practice look like? Um, If you pick up the journaling prompts, let me know how you get on. I would love for you to take a screenshot of you using them. Let me know what comes up because some of these are going to make you really think and challenge you, but that's the point. And uh, as always, make sure you come over and say hello and let me know what you think of today's episode. So that is it for this week on Entrepreneurial Outlaws. I hope that this has given you some insight into how you can implement a journaling practice, even if you are a beginner or maybe if you've been trying for a while, but super resistant. And even if you've already been journaling for a long time, I hope I've given you some ideas of how you can journal maybe differently or maybe spark some uh, spark some new light into your practice. Okay. That's it from me this week, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. As an entrepreneurial outlaw, it is so important that we have these collective conversations and also allow ourselves the time and the opportunity to do the individual work that is necessary for our own businesses. This individual work is rooted in self-inquiry, asking ourselves questions, being curious about what is or isn't working in our own business, and how we can shift these patterns and lead by example. That's why I'm creating the Outlaw Journal, the very first journal designed for entrepreneurial outlaws, creatives, empaths, introverts, and spiritual folks who are ready to end the fempreneur and girlboss labels, squash the bro marketing strategies once and for all, and run impactful businesses which are led with humility and empathy. Whether you are new to journaling, resistant as fuck, or love your your daily pages, this journal is designed with you in mind. And my hope is that you will find curiosity and inspiration within these pages so that you can stretch your outlaw wings and design your business on your own terms. The Outlaw Journal will be published later this spring, but for now, you can head to melaninightscom forward slash prompts to receive five free journal prompts taken straight from the journal itself. Until next time, Outlaws.